the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Darkness. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. Right back with you on AM 1420, The Answer, and Always Right Radio. So this is a story that has made the rounds quite a bit over the course of the last several weeks. It's somebody I've been looking forward to talking to because she is, well, she's emblematic of the cancel culture that has been put into uh, full force by people who decide that if anyone in a marginalized group is ever offended, well, then the offender must pay a very, very heavy price. And that's exactly what happened to the now former lacrosse coach, the women's lacrosse coach at Oberlin College. Kim Russell has described herself as being burned at the stake after officials at Oberlin College, and we all know what Oberlin College is, decided that sharing an Instagram post that was somewhat critical of biological males swimming in NCAA championship meets against biological females might not necessarily be the best thing for women's sports. Uh, and that's where our story begins. So let's bring in Kim Russell. So this was March of 2022. You were the head coach of the women's lacrosse team. You have since been transitioned, if we can borrow the <laughs> phrase, to the role of employee wellness project manager as of this month in 2023. So, Kim, first of all, thank you for coming and sharing your story. Did I get the timeline right there? You did. Thanks so much, Bob. Um, right. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, yes. So the post was actually March 20th of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose to wait to come public with my story until August of 2023. For multiple reasons, um, I had planned to go public with it um, about the same time in 2022, but I realized I was still very angry, very hurt, resentful, um, and I didn't think that was a good place to come from. Well, you're very um, smart. That's 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 very reasonable thinking because I know I'm the kind of guy who I couldn't have sat on it for an entire year plus. I would have I would have wanted to speak when I was angry because I would want everybody to know that I'm angry and about what is being done to me here. So it's a really uh, it's a really difficult thing. Let's let's do a little bit of background here for you, if we could, Kim. How long were you the head coach at Oberlin of the women's lacrosse team? Um, five years, five seasons. So. When you took your job at Oberlin, what was your impression of the universe, of the college? So when I took it, I actually had not planned to go back to college coaching at that point. And um, the former head coach had reached out to ask me if I would come back into college coaching. And I said no. And then um, Natalie, the athletic director, said, will you come back to college coaching? Would you consider it? And I said no. And then she kept uh, coming after me. And I said, well, I, I'm open for discussion. Um, my motto is never say never. <laughs> 
so I ended up meeting with um, a lot of the coaches at Oberlin at the time um, and decided that I could take this job that um, in some ways I thought it would be a great place for me at that point because I could be my hippie love coach self and not have to wear men's um, polo shirts to coach in and no khakis, um, neither of which I was very fond of. So, um, and I, I figured it was the place that uh, celebrated freedom of speech. And one of the most important things to me is uh, creating relationships and communities with the teams who I coach and at the colleges where I coach um, and to be really real and be able to have deep conversations about different things when you're coaching at the college level. It's the first time for most kids that they're away from home. And it's the biggest change they've ever made in their life at this point. And what I've seen over the last, you know, 10, 11 years of being at the college level is the level of anxiety and depression has gone up sky high in college age kids. So um, as a coach, the biggest problems you see are not on the field. They tend to be off the field. Mm -hmm. Um. Full transparency, you and I have never met. This is our first time ever speaking. I don't know what your politics are. Um, it might not matter. I love the fact that you felt like you wanted to be at a place where free speech was going to be fully supported and recognized. That's a good thing. But did you have a sense or an idea about the reputation that Oberlin College has as, and has had for a very, very long time, time of being one of the more radically progressive colleges in the entire country. Did you, did you know that? And were you comfortable with that when you started out? I did. And I was comfortable with it because, um, I feel like that was before that was when it meant that you actually talked about stuff and everybody was, um, celebrated no matter what. Um, what I've seen since I've been there has not been that way. It has been, um, if you are not, um, in alignment with whatever the narrative is, mm -hmm. you are canceled. So my kids joke that I've been canceled twice, at least maybe more since I've been there. <laughs> so. Well, that's, that's kind of the reason I asked the question, Kim, we're talking to Kim Russell. She is uh, the former women's lacrosse head coach at Oberlin college, did it for five years. She has been removed from that job and, and, and placed in another position, which we'll talk about in a moment. But so let's go to March of 2022. Now you think everything is going okay. And then you make an Instagram post. You don't even make it. You shared an Instagram post that somebody else made about the Leah Thomas situation of which anybody and everybody who listens to this show and most political shows knows about, but you are obviously, cause we just talked about it, aware of cancel culture and that, you know, anyone who does or says anything that might be perceived even of being offensive to a marginalized group, what, I guess our culture has decided is a marginalized group that you are potentially getting yourself into trouble, but you made that post. Anyway, you knew Leah Thomas was a controversial figure. You knew some of the complaints of some of the other swimmers as muted as they were at that time, because they weren't allowed to speak out about it either. So you knew this was certainly something that was, you know, probably dangerous territory and you decided to make the post anyway. Tell me why. I had seen her complaint. I had seen Leah, not her, uh, competing throughout the season and kept thinking, when is this going to stop? What is going on here? And as someone who is, I'm 56 years old, um, I 
got the benefits of Title IX right when it happened. I was five when it passed, and there was still a lot of fighting for what we were able to get for girls and women um, as I was growing up, as I was playing. And my coaches, um, who I played for at the D1 level in college, I, I had the opportunity to play two sports at the D1 level in college because of what they fought for. And I saw that, and I was incensed, really, that these opportunities were being taken away from girls and women who had worked to get to these positions and to think that a someone who worked their butt off didn't make it because a biological male did. And if you go back, you know, to all of the different events that Leah swam in or turn or um, meets that Leah swam in, that somebody didn't get to, to compete or somebody didn't get a medal because Leah did. Right. Um, those are opportunities being taken away, but from women and girls. And I had had it <laughs> like I was at my wits end. Um, and when I saw that a good friend of mine posted it, um, and that friend happens to be, um, a very proud lesbian. So I really didn't think, you know, that I would be attacked by the LGBTQ community. Um, but I probably because I didn't repost it from hers, I went to the original post to make the post that basically the post said, congratulations to Emma Wayant, the real woman winner of the 500 mm-hmm. free. Do you think it would have mattered had you posted it from Emma's? Emma's is your friend that you're talking no, about? No, um, Emma's oh, the sorry. one who got second She's place. the one who was swimming. I'm sorry. What was your friend's yeah, name? Yeah, no, from, um, you know, my friend Heather. And Heather. Okay. So had you posted it or reposted it from hers, because as you say, she's a member of the LGBTQ community, do you think that the backlash would have been as severe? I don't know. You know, um, <clears throat> who knows? Who knows? Um, possibly not because of if if people had seen that i don't mm-hmm. i mean and known there's there's who a, she was there seems to be you know this question now about whether the lgbtq plus community is a community because being an l and a g or a b is very very different than being a t or any of the pluses on the other side and there are a lot of people who are gay and and lesbian who are really really upset by this because they're being dragged into the transition thing which very directly impacts women as we are talking about in sports. It very directly impacts children who are being, you know, encouraged in some places to use puberty blockers before they even become adolescents and start to get into young adulthood and all of these things. So it's, I wonder, I, I guess, I guess this is more of a comment than a question for you, but I wonder if you had reposted something from a lesbian, if it even would have mattered because you weren't being fully on board with the message of trans women are real women. Right. Correct. And um, I will support anyone, you know, wh- whoever you want to be. Uh, I'm in full support of it if you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will love you and give you that support. Um, however, I will also say and um, if you are a biological male, 
there are scientific biological differences that it doesn't matter how long you've been on hormones. Right. And do I understand that Leah followed the rules? Yes. The rules have changed since then. Um, there's a mess at the NCAA, at the international level. Every sport's got their own rules right now, and nobody knows what to do. Well, and worse, that, it's coming down to the high school level, and right. maybe to the middle school <laughs> level in those kinds of places where the differences are obviously, you know, just as, as, um, as stark, the contrast between men and women. If you just tuned yeah. in, we're talking to Kim Russell. She is the former women's lacrosse coach at Oberlin College. She lost her job after a post that she made in a series of disciplinary hearings. Uh, that she made on Instagram in March of 2022. She just started telling her story this summer in August. So let's go back to March 2022. You decide to share the post that we were just discussing. When did you first become aware that there was a problem, that there were complaints and potential disciplinary actions coming at you, Kim? Uh, the morning of the next day, which was a Monday, the 21st, um, I got a text from the athletic director saying I needed to come in for a meeting. So were they monitoring your social media at all times? And oh, here's one we've got a problem with. Or did someone make complaints? No, to them? one of my one of my student athletes turned one in of the your post. players did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so tell me tell me how that initial uh, conversation went. Um, I was basically asked, "What were you thinking?" I think that that might be the exact words. What were you thinking? Why would you make a post like that? Um, and. You know, I was asked to um, apologize to the team. Um, I was asked to apologize to the entire athletic department. And based on one complaint from one college student. Yes. Right. Just to make sure I understand this. I, I read in one of the stories that led me to this conversation that they told you that having your own opinion is just fine. As long as it is the opinion of Oberlin College, you must share the opinion of the college. And if you express something that the college disagrees with, that could have a tremendous impact on your employment. Did I did I read that correctly? And obviously it has. (laughs) So they literally said you can have your own opinion, but your opinion must align with ours. And if it doesn't, well, doesn't that by its very definition make it not your opinion anymore if you have to change it to agree with the college? think that's right so your yeah. so your original <laughs> belief that maybe oberlin would be a place where free speech is recognized celebrated defended you found out very very quickly that it was not how did you respond to that when they told you that your opinion must align with ours if you want to work here so um i took time to mm, sit on it mm-hmm. and uh, when I was told to apologize, I started to write a letter of apology and then realized I can't write a letter of an apology for something I'm not sorry for. Um, and I believe so strongly in women and girls having the opportunity to play and compete with other women and girls um, for multiple reasons that aren't just because of the safety of it. Um, you were branded they, a transphobe, right? They called you transphobic and transaggressive. I think I, I saw in one of the, transgressive, one of the articles. Transgressive, transphobic. 
Yeah, I don't even unsafe. know what that means, but unsafe. Do you, do you unsafe? So unsafe. your 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 view that that girls ought to swim against girls, compete against girls in lacrosse, in rugby, and basketball, and volleyball, whatever, that makes you unsafe to be around students and and athletes. This is what they're telling you. Do you believe Kim Russell that um, anyone, woman or man, who says that? girls and women's sports should be exclusive to girls and women and not be allowed to be intruded upon by, by stronger, bigger, faster biological males. Is that a transphobic trait? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I have coached multiple athletes who identify as trans. Um, I have loved them the same way. I love every other kid I coach. Um, I treat them as if they're my own. So sometimes they don't really like me and other days they do. You know, that's the life of a parent or a coach. Um, now, that's intriguing what you just told me. Um, you've coached student athletes who are trans. So I'm going to assume these are biological females transitioning to be males, but thus because they're biological females playing on the female teams that you coached, correct? Correct. Yes. So, and that of course is much more reasonable and acceptable. If a female athlete, a biological female wants to go and play with males, I don't know that there would be an outrage. I wouldn't be as upset about it because I feel like there's not a competitive disadvantage that they are bringing to their new sport or their new competitive, you know, teams. Correct. And that's, Actually, um, you know, throughout history, that's how women played was to join men's teams because there weren't women's teams. So men's teams were more the open category. Mm-hmm. Right. And still are in some cases. Right. Exactly right. Just like, you know, there are there are high school female wrestlers who wrestle against men and boys, I guess I should say at that level. Um, girls res- wrestling, by the way, is starting to explode across the country, which is a great yeah. thing, you know, to have actually girls divisions. And there is no biological male wrestler who should be hard to cross over and wrestle uh, the, the, you know, the, the females if they have an opportunity to wrestle against their, their own, you know, their own sex. All right. We're going to pause there. We need to take a quick time out. We have a lot more to talk about with Kim Russell, the former um, lacrosse coach, women's lacrosse coach at Oberlin College. Right back on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Giving you reason in the age of unreason. Always Right Radio with Bob France and The Answer. All right, we continue now an important conversation that I think is much bigger than Kim Russell and much bigger than Oberlin College. Uh, but uh, she was fired as they are technically replaced or uh, transitioned to another position when she was the head coach of the women's lacrosse team uh, at uh, at Oberlin College. So let's continue that conversation now. So um, let's let's go back to what they did to you. You described in um, a documentary that I watched um, that was produced by the what was it the inter uh, international women's forum or something of that something independent that, women's independent forum. women's forum. Yes. Thank you. You described the meeting that you had with the DEI director at the college and the athletic director at the college and a whole bunch of other administrators and people. You described the the uh, experiences being burned at the stake. What happened? I did. Um, so I was asked to have a first meeting with my team that didn't include all those people, just one um, additional coach or administrator. And that meeting lasted about 45 minutes where a number of my uh, people on my team um, really let go of why they were very angry with me for my belief and making that post. 
And one player during that meeting, who was only a first-year freshman at the time, stood up for me and said, I think what Kim means is that she's very, you know, passionate about women playing women's sports. And um, they jumped on her when she said that, and to the point that she left the room. She was so uncomfortable. Um, most people stayed silent, but it is, you know, very much the the mob mentality or the crowd mentality where um sound like you were uh, you know if i may it um maybe less being burned at the stake than stoned it sounded like they right. went around the room they, and yeah. and everybody threw their stones at you and you had to sit there and take all of their insults and all of their attacks and all of their phobe this and aggressive that and so forth is that how it played out yeah so the first meeting was 40 minutes and at the end of the meeting um the team decided that the coaches would not be at practice that day so this is this is the to me the problem if the administrator had just when she received the email hey go talk to coach kim go talk to her and you know work this out mm-hmm. um and then none of this would have gotten to where it is so after that first meeting um there a week went by we had two games we're in the middle of season and at the end of that week i got called in for another meeting said things were worse, that people were sending emails to the president complaining that I had made the statement. What that, people? What people? People associated with the college, your team, yes, or just students? Students. Students. Student athletes, other members student of your athletes team? athletes and alumni. Okay, because this originally started with one complaint from one player, so right. more players joined in then to... Uh, to... Uh, no, I believe one um, recent alumni oh, continued okay. to send... Um, emails to the president. Okay. Did your players, your active players, as you went into those two games that you had that week and so forth, did they treat you any differently other than maybe the one who actually reported you and, and made the complaint? Did, did the other te- uh, members of the team treat you any differently at all? During practices and games, it was just a different energy. It was, it was pretty difficult. Um, games, I would say, were fine. Practices were difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've dealt with a lot of different things. So getting through practices, we're there to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of that week, I was told that, you know, things still weren't better. We needed to do something else. And so I was told that there was going to be a meeting with these people present, the athletic director, the Title IX and DEI director for the entire college, and the DEI athletics liaison for the college and my whole team. So in that meeting, it was an hour and 42 minutes. An hour and 42 minutes of any students who wanted to say anything, student athletes that that wanted to say anything negative about me or a bigger and longer lasting round of stoning. Yes. With administrators present. And I had to repeat back everything that anyone said so they would know that they had been heard. Wow. Um, And when someone said four pages of good things that I had done that same first year, Mm -hmm. I was not allowed to repeat it back. Of course not. The DEI coordinator for the entire college said, well, that's a lot. Could we just summarize that by saying, uh, Kim and your assistant coach have done a lot of good things for you as coaches. 
So it was even minimized. Right. <laughs> Not just that we didn't get to repeat anything back. Do you think they were days. just trying to break you in that hour and 42 minutes to make you just say, that's it, I'm done, I quit? Do you think that's what they were trying to do? You know, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what it was the worst thing I've ever sat through. And, and I've been through a divorce. So, <laughs> um, it, it was extremely painful. Um, you know, really heartbreaking when it's kids that you love, that you take care of like they're your own. Um, and they forget who you are and think just because I've said that I don't believe that biological males should compete in women's sports, that all of a sudden I'm a bad person and that I don't care about people who are trans. Um, it was really hard. And after that meeting, not one of those administrators who was present reached out to me to see if I was okay. No calls, no emails, no texts, no, hey, you, um... are you all right? You you seem to me to be uh, an extraordinarily strong woman, um, determined, um, somebody who doesn't cave in. And I think that's what they found out as well. Where's that come from? Do you have a strong support system in your family? Do you have a, a long line of friends? Because the administrators who put you through this aren't checking on you. I, I hope you didn't have to go through this all alone. Uh, I'm very blessed. I have... Four amazing kids of my own who are now all adults. Um, they range in age from 18 to 28. Um, I have four incredible siblings. Uh, none of them live close by, but they are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was raised by, um, the strongest and most loving mother you can ever imagine and the most level-headed and logical (laughs) engineer and loving father. So um, I learned, I don't know, I'm very blessed by the people I was surrounded by and was also taught to stand up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And especially if you feel like people are being hurt by, you know, something. Um, it's, it's your duty to stand up. It's your duty to speak up. If you have the power to do it, um, that's, it's my duty. I I, I salute your credo and, and your, your, your strength and your determination in this. I really mean that. Um, because I can't imagine having sat through everything you did without breaking either into tears or for me, probably in an explosion of rage. How dare you talk to me this way and treat me this way? I am allowed to have an opinion, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you with, you withstood it all. And now you're sitting here as the uh, employee wellness project manager. And I'm guessing that's not what a two, two sport division one athlete and longtime women's athletics coach wants to do. So what's next for you, Kim Russell? We're still in the storm. So we'll see what life has in store. You want to coach again somewhere? I am coaching. So I am the head women's lacrosse coach on an international level for oh. uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands national team. And we will compete in for the first time ever 
um, November 9th to 12th in Kingston, Jamaica. And this is my labor of love. I took the first sticks down there for girls in 2006 and taught girls lacrosse um, at the Montessori School on St. Thomas. Um, That's a heck of a My daughter lives in the Virgin Islands, so she's going to get to play (laughs) in this event. I'll get to coach her again. Um, So... No worries. I am still coaching. Good um, for you. That's a great, and... that's a great way to, to, well, I don't want to say end this because your story continues. Um, I have to ask only because, um, it, it would seem to be sensible to me. I feel like you were wrongly removed from your job. You weren't officially terminated, I guess, because they gave you the wellness project manager thing. They didn't fire you per se, but you're not the coach anymore. And I feel like, I don't know. I think it sounds actionable. Have you thought about it or are, are any legal maneuvers in the works? Uh, everything is still on the table. I'm still in the storm of this. Um, it has been, again, I, I, I'm going to keep speaking up. It is, I feel like this is a microcosm of what's going on all across our country right now. You're right. It is. I cover it every day. I cover it every day. There are so many people who are so afraid to speak up about all sorts of things, you know, whether it's something health related, um, they're getting canceled for that, you know, um, God forbid, we don't want to put something in our body that we don't know what it is. Um, but whether it's that. Just when I thought I couldn't like you any more than I already do from this initial conversation, um, then you go and say that. Now, now you and I are, are kindred spirits here. That is, that is exactly correct. And that's the right attitude. And I hope you do avail yourself of some sort of legal recourse here because again, not just for the purposes of, you know, self-satisfaction, but to send a message to other schools and corporations, yeah. businesses and so forth. You cannot terminate people from their jobs for having an opinion different than that of the, the organization especially when you have harmed no one and all you did was make a very simple common sensible or actually restate or share somebody else's reasonable common sensible opinion that yes there are unfair advantages for for biological males over females it doesn't make you a monster and it doesn't make you uh someone who is you know no longer fit to serve as an athletic coach i hope you do something so that a precedent is set here not just for yourself but for others but we'll leave that as it uh, stands for now yeah. and we'll follow your story and if some things do happen and you do get involved in that part of things we'd love to follow up with you another time well i do have multiple attorneys so fantastic good i put them to work put them to good use because it's not just for you like i said it's for everybody kim russell uh former uh women's lacrosse coach good luck in the tournament in november by the way if i don't talk to you before then good luck that is wonderful with u.s virgin islands team and thank you so much for coming out with us thanks so much bob it's been a privilege thank you three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.